The Washington Huskies went down to Corvallis for the uh, latest stop on their November gauntlet, uh, and they end up eking one out. Strong defensive performance for them in the second half. They beat the Beavers 22-20. to uh, Oregon rolls on, dominates another uh, team that's way worse than them. Uh, and, oh, man, Coach Prime made his one and only ever trip to Pullman, and it was a rough one. We're going to talk about all that and more on this week's Eligible Receivers. He's Eric. I'm Warren. Let's start the show. Hello, blog fans. Well, you work all week on trying to identify who the eligible receivers are. This is Eligible Receivers, the show where we review last week's Pac-12 action, pick this week's Pac-12 games against the spread, and keep track of how we're doing on our picks over the course of the season. And last week in the Pac-12 started off on Friday night in Pullman, Washington, couple of reeling programs, Colorado and Washington State. Washington State had lost six in a row coming into this one after their uh, 4-0 start. Uh, the Buffs, likewise, uh, not on a good run. They did have one win in there somewhere, but, uh, you know, not great for them. Uh, this was all Cougs early and often. We're talking it was 42-7 to at the half. It was, it was 56 to seven after three. They, you know, they definitely figured it out against a pretty hapless Colorado team. Got to feel good about that. If you're a, a Kook fan. I mean, the thing too is, is like Cam Ward only went for like 288 and two touchdowns. It's not yeah. like he, like, it's not like he like blew it out of the water. They, you know, I think they had a, a bunch of defensive touchdowns here. I know they had at least two, um, so they just kicked the shit out of Colorado. Yeah. Uh, I saw something on like the Reddit college football thing that uh, the Twitter account that was saying that like, because I was for sure getting a little irked towards the end of the early season Colorado run. It's like, Jesus, this is all we're talking about. Uh, They're basically saying that like good call by the college football media to hammer Colorado while it was an option. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Get on it early, baby. Yeah, yeah. Prime, Prime's had, had a rough go this last uh, month or two. Imagine he this. looked miserable, dude. He looked like they were like, he's under the weather, and then they cut to him, and it's like, he, he looked sick, dude. Yeah, he looked like he wasn't enjoying himself. Imagine. Yeah, he's in Pullman, dude. Just turned Fucking and left him and pulled him Deion Washington. Sanders, prime time, man. Like, one of the first, like, Hall of Fame NFL player, like crazy good at MLB guy. What's he doing in Pullman, Washington? He, he's like, I fucked up, man. I should, I should have yeah. stayed in the SEC. He should have been in the SEC. I mean, it ain't gonna get too much better. He's gonna be spending time in Lubbock, you know, in Waco. Yeah, yeah. The Big Twelve is not isn't isn't the best. Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, that one. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this was just like the WSU players were pumped in this game. It was a fun watch if you you don't mind watching a blowout. But they were like making plays immediately. They were doing the Shadur Sanders watch celebration towards every Colorado player who would look at them. Uh, humiliating for the Buffs. Just terrible. Um, and, the, and the leave for them, like, really, it's like, you know, the, the you know, Dion has already, you know, turned this program around with the narrative or something like that. They were one and eight in conference last year. They are one and seven in conference right now. Yeah, but he's won. He's won the narrative, like you said. I think that's like what matters, right? Is yeah. that like he he won? He's won the narrative. So I think that 
you know, everyone would agree that Colorado has made a lot of money bringing them in and they've definitely raised their profile, but that dude needs to go out into the portal and, and bring in some football players. Cause he does not have enough right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like when he was talking about when he was coming in, I'm bringing my luggage and it's all Louie. Like l- let's just get some functioning bags also. Yeah. When we go to the portal, a duffel. Yeah. Just anything. We've got gaping holes on the lines, man. <laughs> yeah. Their lines are terrible. Uh, absolutely abysmal, but what a good win for the Cougs. And the Cougs got their fifth win. I saw the Pac-12 considering waiving their rule agreed to in like 2018 or whenever, saying that five-win teams can't go to bowl games. Well, that's, I think, what the Cougs in Oregon State would be the only two voting on that, right? So yeah. Oregon I'm State's saying. probably like, we don't give a shit. We've already got eight wins. Like, do whatever. And then WC being like, yes, we will also vote in favor of this. Yeah. <laughs> Because we could use the extra practices, you know, (laughs) and maybe guilt somebody into staying at least right when the portal opens. We got a bowl game coming up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Next up, here was a good game kicked off at 11 a.m. or thereabouts. Arizona and Utah. This was kind of like back when we had divisions in this conference. This would have been who's in first place in the South, you know. Uh, But the Utes smarting off the loss to Washington. Utah been kind of like. Utah's been like kind of the uh, like the the litmus test team this year. It's like you're either you know if you're good enough to beat them, then okay, congratulations, you're in the upper half of the conference. Uh, you know, maybe upper third of the conference. You're a viable operation. If you can't beat them, uh, hey, no problem. A lot of people use lose to Utah, uh, Arizona, Noah Fafita. I mean, they they uh, absolutely boat raced them. They were up 28 to 0 in this game. Yep. Uh non-contest in the second half. And then uh the Utes actually scored a touchdown here at the end of this to like under a minute to go to get it to 35 to 18. They tried an onside kick. Arizona recovers. And they put Jaden Delora in the game for the victory formation. Nope. He's throwing another 51-yard touchdown with 30 seconds to go to get them their 40 burger. I wonder. I didn't. I didn't look to see if Kyle Whittingham was upset at that. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, whatever. Good for yeah. them. Arizona's like on a hot, on a heater right now. Like you can't take your foot off the gas when you're on a heater. You yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely not like. Yeah, and I and I can see the argument for Arizona. I'd be like, well, why, why are you the ones that get to decide when we're stopping trying? Because you just tried an onside kick, even though there was no chance you were going to win this game. Yeah. Yeah, Arizona's got two more games this season, right? They got the the Territorial Cup or whatever this week, and then they got whatever bowl game they're going to. They're just trying to end the season on this heater. You don't want to, like, take your foot off the gas in this game and then lose your mojo on offense, and then you can't get it back. Well, I mean, I think Arizona is a a not terribly unrealistic scenario to make the Pac-12 title game. Yeah, I think it's pretty unrealistic, but we'll see. We'll see. I agree. You're right. They they just got to beat ASU, and Oregon's got to lose. Yeah, and, but I do think the Oregon result comes in because I think that's a Friday game for some reason. Terrible work conference. They, yeah, they'll know. They'll know when they kick off if they can make it or not. Yeah, and I expect it won't super matter either way. But uh, great win for Arizona. And Arizona, you're kind of, uh, you know, if it wasn't for Washington and Oregon, Arizona, one of like your major, major Pac-12 subplots in this last season of conference action. They did a, a great kind of like growth year for them. Yeah. Headed yeah. in the other direction are the USC Trojans 
They come into the season, second full season of Lincoln Riley. They've got the reigning Heisman quarterback. Uh, you know, losses to Oregon, losses to Washington, loss to Utah. Uh, we're going to tack one on here, folks. Uh, they played UCLA. Uh, Ethan Garber's back in the mix. This was, I mean, this was, you know, I mean, I guess it got to 14-10 by the half, but UCLA put the foot back on the gas in the third quarter. Going into the fourth quarter, it was 31-13. to uh, Not a game. Not a game. I mean, this is, this is a, uh, and then after the game, so UCLA wins comfortably, right, in the Coliseum. After the game, you're seeing, like, you know, the Bill Plaschke column. It's like, wait, 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 why is you know, Chip Kelly, the one of these coaches that's getting fired, you know? Like yeah. what, what is well, it about Lincoln Riley? Because that- he sucks. I mean, that's, that's the wrong question to be asking because Chip Kelly hasn't done jack shit in like seven years at UCLA. Yeah, that's it's true. The answer to that question. Now, why isn't Lincoln Riley's ass in the hot seat after what can only be called a spectacular failure of a season that in no way differentiates himself from Clay Helton right now in terms of their first two years. In fact, Clay Helton's first two years, much better um that now that is a fair question yeah i mean usc's defense i can't i've this is going to sound insane if i if you let me pick the ingredients right if i have some input on who we're like recruiting to this school and remind you i know nothing about football that i haven't learned from like the play selection screen on like the ncaa video games i feel like i could do better I, i mean the worst Defense I've ever seen was like the 2008 Nick Holt, you know, Washington Huskies, right? Or what? No, it wasn't. That wasn't 2008. Holt was Sark's guy for the first couple of years. Like, like they were as bad as you could ever possibly be. And it's like, it's very possible that USC is worse than them. They are terrible. And they got these, like, I mean, they just get, it's just so odd to watch a USC game and watch their lines, their defensive line just get mauled all game. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not what they're paying Lincoln Riley for. Um, that guy is going to have a hell of an offseason because, you know, there's not really going to be any pressure on him. They hired, what, Jen Cohen in this, you know, the beginning of the year to be their new AD. Yeah. She's not she's not going to put any pressure on him. So he's not going to feel it from anything other than, like, disgruntled alumni. But, man, there's going to be, like, at USC, there's some, like, legit disgruntled alumni, right? I mean, there's some NFL Hall of Fame, Heisman, Toten, you know, like the, those those dudes can can make a noise, makes a stink if they want. Um, I, I think Lincoln Riley is going to have to really pull a rabbit out of his hat. To I mean, that defense has to be completely overhauled. Yeah, completely overhauled. Like they have to get a new defensive coordinator, and then somehow between the portal and recruiting, bring in twenty guys on that side of the ball that are going to make them good next year because they are just so awful. Yeah, and earlier this season, while he still had a little bit of cachet because he had a Heisman winning quarterback last year, uh, Lincoln Riley was talking about, uh, you know, they, he like did some stunt where he like pulled a student reporter's press credential because they like included some quotes that were not taken at the proper setting in the eyes of Lincoln Riley. Like, yeah. well, at the very least, this run of mediocre results is going, you would think, shift how things operate in that program, embolden a press that is, you know, he's, you know, made enemies of. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like kind of, yeah, you would have, you know, like, I think it would have been reasonable when reasonable to think when Jen Cohen was hired that like, 
Lincoln Riley can kind of dictate how things were going to go in that relationship, right? And the more games he loses, the more this is like Jen Cohen's got to look out for the program she's in charge of. Yeah, I think she's pretty weak at that, so I don't think he's going to be under too much pressure this coming year. She seems to shy away from the tough stuff like that, I would say. She fired Lake. She had to. Like, there was was no choice there. (laughs) Like, that was forced upon her. Um, she wasn't going to do it unless something crazy happened. Then he punched a player. Um, I, <laughs> I remember pretending to be mad about that on Twitter. Yeah. To try to and help, hasten the to firing. Help, help get some momentum behind that. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, you cannot treat your student athletes this way. I was like, I don't I, care. I just, I mean, I just don't see it. I mean, I think, I think at a certain point in time, the momentum is such a, that it's against you. Now, USC is definitely a place where you can stem that tide and you can get it back. But like, he's, he's got to get a defensive coordinator. That's a home run hire. That's going to cost a million five probably, which is whatever they've got it. So they're not going to care about that. Then he's going to have to take however much NIL money that he's got allocated, double it, basically tell the alumni, I need double that because he, he needs to replace his quarterback. Yeah. And then he needs to replace, I mean, he needs to get eight new linemen between the offensive and defensive line that are like, ready to go, you know, all conference caliber kind of guys. And he's got to get them in. And then they've got to, to cohesively gel as a team in spring ball. That's it's going to be tough. Cause I don't think another year where they lose more than let's say three games is going to be, uh, is going to be received too well in LA. Yep. I would agree with that. Uh, and a good win, you know, good rivalry win for UCLA and good job. Ethan Garber's coming back from the injury. And, and also, I, I, like, is what's yeah, what what on earth is going on with this UCLA job, and what's happening to Dante Moore, who was playing and then wasn't? Well, and they're they're definitely saying that if if uh, Chip Kelly gets fired, that to like look out on the Dante Moore portal scenario. Yeah, I was like thinking about that. I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to like go back and take a deeper dive into what his year looked like, but like. I was really thinking at first I was like, oh yeah, coming out Washington. And then I was like, well, I don't know. Is he good enough? We get to ask those questions now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the weird world in which we live. Yeah. But that's how it goes. Um, Oregon uh, went to the desert uh, graveyard for ranked teams in the PAC 12, but Oregon uh, not troubled at all. I mean, they scored on like every possession in the first half. Bo Nix was insane. I think he had, what six passing touchdowns so they were on like full heisman campaign for bo Nix in the first half they took a 42 to 0 lead into the locker room uh tacked onto it uh, a little bit in the second half asu got some kind of consolation points late but oregon resounding winners like they've been in so many games this year 49 to 13 not much to say they kicked the shit out of them asu kicking a field goal down 39 points with a little over five minutes to go. Don't want to get shut out, dude. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do All it right. sometimes. Yeah. So, I mean, I think obviously, you know, uh, Oregon has done an amazing job taking care of business in front, uh, with the opponents that are on their schedule. I think one of the issues Oregon's going to have and is going to, like, kind of start to have as people take a closer look as to, like, them being ranked directly ahead of Texas and Alabama and the CFP is with Utah's loss, as we sit here today – Oregon has a big fat zero wins against teams ranked in the top 25. Yeah. They've only played three teams uh, that were ranked at the top 25 at some point in time, Washington, 
Utah and USC. Utah and USC have both fallen out of the of that ranking. They beat both of them, but they are now no longer ranked. And then Washington, obviously, is their one loss. So they none of their remaining wins. Now they'll get another opportunity this week, Oregon State, and then they'll, if they win, they'll get another opportunity in the Pac-12 title game. I think they, I mean, they definitely control their own destiny in that regard because they they're ranked high enough. But yeah, you don't want you don't want Alabama's fan base noticing that your resume is a little weak, um, particularly if for whatever reason they're on the outside looking in because there's a school that won't. It's not going to stand for being left out of anything if they can you know weasel their way in there. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, next up, let me bring this guy up. How about the game? We've got California. We've got Stanford. Uh, I mean, pretty brutal first year for Troy Taylor at Stanford ends on a negative note. Cal took care of business to this one. You know, I mean, they just get a touchdown to thereabouts every quarter, and they win this thing 27-15. to Real tidy. I was following. There's some real. There's some real active Cal Twitter uh, fans, which are pretty great. Yeah, to follow because they really do just love the game. You know, like this is like this is like an old timey, you know, UW WSU Apple Cup when both teams have losing records kind of thing. Those are the <laughs> sometimes in some ways like kind of the most fun ones because like yeah. it's it's your one big game for the year that everybody cares about. You know, and it's like it's kind of fun when it's like only for you and only for the other school. Hundred percent. They were having a good time with it. I was enjoying following them all all weekend, um, and, and like in the beginning, like last week, because they were talking trash to each other. It was it was very enjoyable. There's a lot of jokes made at the, you know, towards uh, in the direction of Stanford. Um, I think Cal's field at one time was named like was it like the FTX or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That got pointed out. <laughs> and then you know there's you know like the, the, I saw some Theranos in there you know so there's like just a lot of good old timey you're trying to destroy the world <laughs> kind yeah. of stuff with with your non-football related academic uh private equity fraud yeah scenario. they were having a grand old time I saw Cal fans on the field after this one they were fired up man yeah yeah so uh, I, next I mean, time I... these teams meet they're, it'll be in the uh in the ACC <laughs> <laughs> Where they're each pulling in $5 million a year to participate in that conference. Yeah. Unbelievable, right? You know? So maybe uh, last we saw Jade not in a Bears uniform, potentially. I would think so, man. I would think that guy was – I think that guy's trying out for – I mean, I think a lot of these guys are trying out for, for other programs. Uh, you know, UCLA, USC, UW, and Oregon are the top of the pile right now because they're going to the Big Ten. But – Pretty much, you know, I would say Stanford, Cal, obviously Oregon State and Washington State. Um, you know, if you can if you can go ahead and slide over to one of those power five um, schools that are going, you know, that, that might be the play. So, yeah, I mean, especially if you're a younger player, I saw something today that like it's somebody's, you know, whoever's anonymous is expectation that within the next five years, P5 is going to like split off and kind of be governed separately uh, with like a revenue sharing model with the kids. Yeah. So, like, that's going to – do you want to come here and get paid or go to, you know, Washington State? That's the thing that's killed me on Twitter these last couple of months as, as these Washington State and Oregon State fans have been, like, cheering this court case. Yeah. It's like, it's like guys, I mean, I, like, do you know what's going to happen on December 4th when the transfer portal opens? Because, like – 
none of the players on their team and really none of the coaches either care about what the outcome of this litigation is going to be. Yeah. It's not relevant to them. Like they're not going to be there whenever this gets done, you know, getting sorted out. We're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars, but we're also talking about it two, three years in the future. You know, apparently they don't distribute next this year's revenue until next year. Um, you know, it, it, it doesn't impact them in any way. The only thing they're going to care about is like, what, are, what am I going to, you know, like, where do I get to showcase my abilities and play football? And like sitting here today, I think the transfer portal opens in like a week and a half. Sorry, it's like December 4th, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, Washington State has four games next year. Now, I'm sure they've got some scheduling alliance figured out. They've, you know, there's been enough noise around that that it seems like it's a real thing with Mountain West Conference. So maybe maybe they can tell their players that's going to happen. But like earlier this week, for example, the news came down that UW and WSU re-upped on the Apple Cup, right? Five more years of Apple Cup. Yeah. Next next year at Lumen Field and then four years after that home and home. Which means that, you know, next year WSU gets to split the gate at Lumen, which is a 67,000-person stadium, which is going to be huge financially. And then, the, you know, two of the next four years, they get a home game against against UW, which is their rival, right? Yeah. And, and the, like, the, the alumni's response to that was just brutal. Like, if you go look at, like, like, Kurt Schultz, the WSU president, when he announced it, go look at the comments on Twitter. They are awful. They are awful. And it's like, what do you – what do you want them to tell the players if you don't want to play that? Like, if you, the alumni base, don't want to play that game, like, what are you going to tell them? Like, oh, we'll play Idaho instead? Like, those kids are out of there, man. Like, they're not going to stay. Like, you got to give them a reason to stay. And I want them to stay and play for WCU so that those games can be good games. Like, they need a legit schedule. 100%, yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, that would be like – I don't mind, I love when we beat them, which happens most every year. But, like, I would, you know – I would like it to sort of feel like we overcame something. It's not going to feel great if we're beating them like on a, the equivalent of like a big sky roster. Like 90 because, to zero. Yeah, because that's, you know, that it, if they don't get a schedule in the next week or two, and, and I'm, I'm kind of worried about the Mountain West scheduling alliance thing because that means next year they're going to play, you know, 10 or 11 games. They're maybe going to do a home at home with, with Oregon State in the same year. So that'll be two games against Oregon State. And then one game against Washington, and then the remaining games are against Mountain West. I'm I'm concerned about how many players are going to like stay that have an option to go, are going to stay and play for that schedule, you know? Like, yep. and then the the alternative they're saying is like, well, you know, they they threw out a number of like Notre Dame, TCU, Army. Um, uh, there's a couple like a bunch of schools like that Tulane that have openings on their schedule, and they're like, we'll just go take money games at their place. I mean, maybe you do that once or twice in a schedule in a season, but like you can't recruit to Washington state on the basis of like, we're going to go to upstate New York and play army um, or, or something like that. I mean, that's not going to work. So I, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm like legitimately concerned about how they're going to handle this um, and want, you know, like they need to get this, this schedule figured out and renounced in the next week so that their coaches have like a fighting chance of keeping their roster together. Yep, I agree with that. Uh, lastly, we have Washington and Oregon State to talk about. Oh, yeah. How about it? Sweet. We yep. won. It was great. Uh, the first thing that jumped to mind for me is that I spent a long time last week shitting on Washington's cornerbacks. 
<laughs> well, Whoops. all right. <laughs> all right. I've reviewed some more recent film. Yeah. And I want to say that in the the narrow instance of Jabbar Muhammad, he yeah. is uh, the greatest player to play college football ever. Yeah. He had himself so, a game. He had himself a ball game. Yeah. He heard, he heard what you had to say. He went out, recovered a fumble, and picked off the ball twice. Yeah. And broke up a bunch of passes and uh, did not give up anything on his six targets. It was like three deflections, two, you know, two picks and a fumble recovery. I mean, if I'm, if I'm like, okay, if I'm an Oregon state fan, I'm pissed about this game because you couldn't really have picked a better set of circumstances. Yeah. Washington coming in on the back end of like a really tough stretch. Yep. You know, Oregon state's spitting mad, you know, cause of what's going on. The weather sucks, you know, like that's going to hurt, you know, UW's receivers couldn't, I don't think Jalen Polk caught the ball once and they threw it him like five times. He just kept missing it. Yeah. It just kept like squirting through his hands. So, so like you got a weather game, which is like, if you're a, if you're a defense and running, you know, running game kind of team, you got to figure like that works to our advantage. Like you, you pretty much got the perfect set of circumstances. And then what am I saying to myself as I'm leaving the stadium, if I'm an Oregon state fan, what are you, what are you going to say to yourself? fucking missed it missed the opportunity i gotta say our quarterback sucks dude our fucking quarterback sucks oh dj that guy he had that one good run on like a third and three or fourth and three or whatever it was dude i that guy he does suck though he sucks like they there was the hype him coming from clemson he's had a couple decent games this year like that was it like that was the time like let's do it you know what i mean like and he couldn't Again, you, you just pointed out he turned Washington's secondary into, like, a legitimate secondary, which, like, how do you do that? Yeah. That's, that's it. Bryson Barnes from Utah, like, carved them up and for one half. Um, and that, and he couldn't do anything with them. The guy's 6'5", 250. I mean, he could just run the ball, couldn't do that. I mean, it was just like, I if I was an Oregon State fan, I'd be furious with, with that guy. She, like, that's their biggest game. You know, like they're going to need a lot more from him this week against Oregon if if they expect to be close in that game. And what uh, about that odd possession they had in the first half when they put in that backup, their future guy at quarterback? Yeah. Like yeah. when they were like backed up, it was kind of reminiscent of uh, the Lake year when they put in Sam Heward in the Apple Cup. Like kind of. Yeah, it's it's just dumb, right? I mean, it's like it's like they're like, oh, the, this guy gets the third possession every week. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but but this is a huge game and it's pouring ass rain and you're backed up and like maybe this week you don't give him the third possession. But I don't know, like we just talked about DJ sucks. I mean, like it's not like I yeah. mean like, I don't know you lost anything there, but but yeah, it does seem like an odd pl- you'd think John Smith would be like, Hold up. No, let's just pound the rock, you know, on this uh, and like get out from the shadow of our goalpost. Like, this is gonna be a long game. We'll see if we can get you in later. Because I don't yeah. believe he came back on the field after that series. I don't. I didn't see him again the rest of the game. It was. Uh, I was playing real fast and loose during this game. Uh, in that, uh, well, this game was obviously in question the entire way, right? Correct. I spent it a large parts of the game uh, on Twitter uh, arguing with Oregon fans <laughs> <laughs> because I feel like I hadn't seen enough. Uh, talk about how much they're how they don't have any good wins you know yeah you got you got to populate the content verse with that yeah so i was like let me let me get this out. let me just get them kind of aware of the fact that they they ain't played nobody 
Yeah. So I was yeah. like, yeah, uh, you know, Canzano tweeted something about how like had uh, anybody is anybody playing better football than Oregon right now after they killed Arizona State. Uh, and so, I, you know, I popped in right there, you know, in the reply to that uh, with uh, uh, they played a one test schedule and they failed it. They're great against bad teams, though, for sure. And yeah. fucking just, you know, cast that out into the water and picked up a good handful of people that kept me going for the game. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you, you, just, you don't have to do much. It's just you got to get it out there. Like you said, just they'll they'll congregate to it. They're very they're very persnickety about that stuff. Yeah. And I was telling them, they were like, oh, they uh, and they're, you know, doing the thing about how Oregon outplayed us in the game they lost. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, I'm a thousand percent in alignment with Oregon fans that the Washington loss was a great loss. One of the all time losses. Yeah. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Yeah. It was great, dude. Uh, they love that loss. It's they the best loss it's ever been. In the meanwhile, UW uh, did not score in the second half of the Oregon State. No, game. shocking. Was it, was the Dylan Johnson fumble in the first half or second half? I believe that was in the first half. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. We didn't do a ton. I mean, I guess in the the first half, it was kind of like Roma Dunze is the only one who can catch. And boy, can he catch. Uh, That's kind of true in the second half, too, but yeah. And then in the second half, we just like, Oregon State did what they should have been doing more of the entire game, which is just shoving it up our ass. Uh, And I'm I'm sure they, like, substantially won the time of possession on this one. You'd think so, although I did see an interesting uh, Nick Daschle, the, the beat writer for Oregon State, who's been around forever, was has been doing battle all week with Oregon State fans who are pissed that they went away from the run. And he actually kind of pointed out statistically that their running back, who is a fucking beast, uh, had one of his worst games. Um, I don't know how that can be, but in the second half, he wasn't as effective. Um, again, they needed a quarterback. And they just didn't have one. If they had even yeah. a little quarterback. Oh, I agree were... with that. Yeah, I mean, I think you talked about this last week. It was like if there's one thing Washington's defense can sort of do, it's that, like, we can bother a run game. Yeah. For sure. I mean, that's the only way we beat Oregon was, like, we shut down-ish Bucky Irving, and then Bo Nix couldn't make plays. I mean, like, Dan, Dan Lanning on three different fourth-down conversions went to the air on fourth and short. I mean, you know, third – three yards, two yards, but like never once tried to pound the rock, went to the air and didn't work any time. Oregon State, you know, that running back they got is amazing, but ultimately they, you know, they, they had to go away from him and put that ball in the hand of DJU and he couldn't do it. Um, and, you know, UW secondary actually kind of balled a little bit, which was nice. Yeah. Oh, it was the best, dude. And uh, Carson Bruner, good game, filling in for uh, Tupatala, who they said, I mean, I think he was – Hurt. Somebody asked the question of whether he was getting in trouble for dropping that ball at the one against uh, in the week prior against Utah. But what I, a king, I, dude! What a king! If Kale, if Kale and DeBoer is that is that fucking cool to be like? I can't well, imagine he would down. do that. Sit down and watch. Yeah, I'm gonna endanger my entire the best year I'm ever gonna have with a Heisman Trophy quarterback and four NFL receivers. I'm gonna put it all on the line for this. What a king if he did that. Yeah. Also, I don't think he did. I think. I think the guy was just hurt. But. Yeah, I think he was hurt too. And then they're saying Dylan Johnson's in a boot, but they expect him to be able to play potentially in the Apple Cup. Good. I'm kind of like on this one, you know, I mean, like Washington, I think an underreported uh, angle has been the injuries that Washington's been working through here. Uh, 
with obviously missing Jalen McMillan for like the entirety of conference play. Basically, he was in this game. I I recall him getting targeted once, yeah. but I don't think he caught anything. Um, it's time for him, dude. He's got to get a hundred yards in the Apple Cup. Hundred yards. Yeah, but it's like good to see him out running around and being more involved. But like. Uh, we were like threadbare at safety. We were missing Asa Turner and Cam Fabiculanen. Yep. Um, yeah, man. And it was like, yeah. I mean, so it was just amazing that, you know, I feel like that's something that like people don't talk about is that Washington, the buzz is we had two games during the season that were like flu games for us. where like a bunch of people were sick. Uh, and then we've had like our share of injuries for sure. This isn't one of those deals where we've been riding a bunch of health luck. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But great I win agree. for Washington as the road underdogs. Uh, and then uh, I watched the uh, CFP ranking show tonight. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, and Washington uh, finally bumped up to fourth over Florida State. Standard reaction, which is unchanged to CFP rankings, is who gives a shit win your game this week? Yeah. Um, there's, but there's nothing that a lot of pundits would love more than to see Washington go punt one here and be like, that's why we didn't move them up. God, give them, give them an inch and then look what happens. So yeah, you better, you better not lose now, but just hear them all talk. And, you know, and I, and they were like getting into arguments over, uh, you know, everything, right? Like up and down, they were, they started off with some fight over why, how did Oregon state drop so much? Tennessee's looked bad and that turned into fight point one. And then they were having this big fight about like, I have no problem with Washington going above Florida state. My question is why aren't that Joey Galloway was like, why aren't they above Michigan? Joey Galloway, Ohio state. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And they were just like, they were like arguing like kind of getting mad about it. And I was just like lying there on my bed, uh, kicking up my feet like a gleeful child. That is not figurative. That is literally what I was doing when they were all like yelling over each other about this meaningless poll. Yeah. I was like, this is my kind of content. (laughs) University of Washington has one path to the playoff, which is win next week and win the week after that. Yep. And they'll go. And if they don't, then they're not. Like, that's how it's going to go. So, oh, 100%. That's how it's going to be. All right. And they're really floored out as long as they win the Apple Cup at eight, essentially. Yeah. So it's like they, worst case is a New Year's Six, best case is in the CFP. Uh, who cares again? Just win. Just win. Just win, baby. That's right. All right. On picks last week, uh, we all did okay. Tubby did bad. Adam did good. Um, Adam's got a two, uh, one game lead over Tubby now. How about two game lead over you and me? Let's catch him. All right. We're going to start off on Friday night. Hu- I mean, just huge implications in the last Civil War. Oregon, Oregon State, I believe, yet to announce. Uh, the deal, but they're working on it, they say. To continue their rivalry game, yeah, the Civil War. Yeah, so people were contrasting that. Or they were saying Washington good, Oregon schools on the right track. They were like, why can't Oklahoma schools do anything? Yeah. Those schools hate each other. Um, but, yeah, we got uh, – it's in Autzen. Uh, Beavs go in there. The Ducks, the Duckaroos are 13.5-point favorites in this game. Uh, what what I will say for a couple, couple nice things for Oregon in this game. They're the home team on Friday night, even though these schools are relatively close geographically, you know, like nobody has to get on a plane, but it is, uh, they're the home team on Friday night, Pac-12 Friday night road games, you know, always bad for the road team. Don't go well for the road team. Um, then 
the other thing I wanted to say about it was that like Oregon really coasting last week against Arizona State, you know, yep. or Oregon State. Uh, I've you know would like plenty there. Pl- we went to commercial a couple times in that game against Washington last week with a player on the field trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, wearing black and orange. You know, I mean, like it was a, that was a a physical battle. Uh, if I'm making a case for Oregon State, I'm saying fucking Oregon ain't played nobody. Like they they missed Arizona, and everybody they beat turned out to be bad. This is by a mile their second hardest game they played this season, and the first hardest game they played this season they lost. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I find it hard to believe that Oregon's gonna. I mean, I think I think even the, I mean they're gonna cover the line. I'm gonna take them minus thirteen and a half. Um, I I think Oregon State will try and be physical and will be more physical than a lot of teams Oregon has played this year. And maybe Oregon State just chose to pound the rock. You know, like they just go with the, like, you know, because Oregon State has small receivers. Too small, I would say. Small, you know, like, like in addition too- to DJU uh, yeah. not being able to, like, deliver a ball accurately in tough conditions, like he's throwing to these guys that are just too small, you know. Yeah, it's cute for a while, and they like they had like the Jacquez Rogers, you know. That like Bolden guy is good, but they're all just too small. They're just too small, dude. They that's a it's a thing that they have, like the five foot five receiver, which is fine. But you got to like eventually, you got to get a six foot five one too. Like Chad Johnson was a good receiver at Oregon State. You should get more guys like him. Yeah, you know? like, um, but I don't. I think uh, I just I just don't see. It. I think Oregon's gonna gonna come out and, and get them pretty good. Um, like you mentioned, the Friday night road game is no good for conference teams granted it's just up the road so it's not like a big travel or anything but uh and jonathan smith's a good coach probably a better coach than dan lanning at this stage in his career but i don't know i got i got oregon i got oregon in this one um i'll dream with the beeves this week bold even though i hated on oregon last week and took arizona state and that didn't work out at all i'm in my hater mode against the ducks right now yeah, Normally dude, yeah. I'm like pretty like even and bore, you know if anything overly respectful of them. I mean, if Oregon State comes out and decides to just pound the rock like they did last year with the 19 straight runs, and Oregon can't stop it, it could be a hilarious game. Um, it could be hilarious. You know what I mean? Because like, just think, it's like just keep it close. You know what I mean? Because it's like what we've got a limited sample on Dan Lanning in a tight game, and it ain't great. Well, I mean, Oregon State's cornerbacks uh, uh, last week, they put them on islands against Washington's receivers. Now, granted, the re- weather played a huge role in it, but they, they didn't play badly. Yeah. I would assume they're going to use the same basic game plan, which is they're going to put their guys on islands and they're going to bring down, you know, bring their safeties down and basically just say, yeah, Troy Franklin may be as deep once or twice, but, you know, we're, we're not going to lose the game by getting run over by Bucky Irving. We're going we're gonna to make Bo Nix do it over the top, and if he does it, he does it. Um, last week, you know, Michael Penix almost didn't, didn't do it. I mean, he, he pulled out that last throw at the end, but, um, it, what know, a the throw that ball, was. that was a good throw. I mean, but it was, it wasn't like, it wasn't a bad defensive game plan. And I think if they bring the same approach to, to this game with Oregon, like it could, it could work, but I, again, I'm taking Oregon. Yeah. I, I mean, I, Oregon's going to win the game, I would think probably, but I'm going to, you know, I'd like, I, how nice would it be? You know what I mean? Uh, and, and like Oregon has to have been hearing ever since the Washington game, oh, wrong, you know, wrong team won. You guys are so good. You know, every week on these college football shows, they're talking about how impressive Oregon's looking, you know, and stuff like that. And it's, and I mean, it's like, I feel like 
even at this late stage of the season, because of their lack of difficult opponents on their schedule, it's like how how sure like I know what Georgia's going to do this week because they got a track record and they proved it against tough opposition. And like, yeah. it's a different story. Like, I, this is not a uh, an already fulfilled prophecy here regarding Oregon. This is a football game that they're going to have to try and win and could possibly lose. We will see. Yeah, they're going to win. Uh, Colorado and Utah. Woo, Utah minus twenty two. That's a lot <laughs> for a team that just got their face kicked in by Arizona. Not a lot of faith in Colorado out there in the market. Uh, I'm taking Utah. I feel like they played Washington super tough, and they were kind of uh, – I mean, they got – and they just got embarrassed against Arizona that they're not used to uh, that sort of feeling. I think this is a big get-right week for Utah. Yeah, they're at home. I agree with you. They're going to they're gonna beat the hell out of Colorado here. All right, we've got a Territorial Cup. Arizona is on the road against Arizona State. Arizona, I've met 10 and a half. True. I think Arizona's at home. I don't know. I guess I'm just doing home team second. I don't know. Do you have any idea which of these teams plays at Mountain America Stadium? No. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I'm in the United States. It's in Tempe. It is home to the ASU Sun Devils. ASU. Okay, you're right. Um, I guess Tucson would be the yeah. close Okay, Arizona, 10.5-point favorites. They're on the road. Arizona State just got pretty thrashed by uh, Oregon. Uh, Kenny Dillingham, his former, his former squad, the Ducks, right? He was the offensive coordinator there. Uh, yeah. They're 3-8. and eight. Arizona's 8-3. and three. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Noah Fafita in Arizona to continue the the heater. I like that. I mean, I like even regardless of whether they need the game. I think it becomes a trickier game, honestly, if they need it. Oh yeah, for sure, because they're gonna feel that pressure. Yeah, <laughs> they've been playing fast and loose, man. If they if if Oregon somehow loses that game Friday night and they have to beat Arizona State to get a chance to go play in the conference title in Vegas, like. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be some tight buttholes on that Arizona sideline. Yeah, I'm taking Arizona though. Yeah, I'm gonna take Arizona also. All right. Uh, next up, ooh, Notre Dame and Stanford. Uh, Woo! On that's the right. I'd, I'd I'd seen this on the schedule already. Irish fans, check with your local provider to see which one has the Pac-12 network because that's where you're playing football this weekend. <laughs> Eat that shit, guys. Yeah. Thought you were going to get out of this Pac-12 conference demise without having to wander onto the Pac-12 networks? You're wrong. No chance, dude. Nobody escapes the Pac-12 network. <laughs> Notre Dame minus 26. That's not enough for me, Notre Dame. <laughs> oh yeah, Notre Dame. This is oh, going to be long. This is going to be a tough scene for Stanford. <laughs> They're going to finish with a couple tough losses. And Troy Taylor, the the ex, the exceptionally worst interview I've ever seen in my life. Still off-putting to me how bad his interview was after their improbable win against Colorado. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is uh, this is going to be rough. I, I'd actually bet this one for real. Oh yeah, I, I think Sam Hartman is going to throw it all over them. Um, but you know, whatever. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, so that like we end up with like Notre Dame in the Sugar Bowl if that's not one of the playoff games this year. Yeah, yeah exactly right. Yeah. A four-loss Notre Dame team. Yeah. <laughs> 
just outside the playoff hunt. They're exactly where they want to be. Uh, California and UCLA. Hey, if we're waving that rule, Cal's bowl eligible. Who cares? The Bruins are nine and a half point favorites. Cal. I'm taking Cal. This game to me has like inexplicable UCLA let down all over it. I'm with you. I, I couldn't agree more. I love that freshman quarterback Mendoza that Cal runs out there. Uh, and yeah, yeah, and Chip Kelly's getting fired after kicking the shit out of his rival UCLA. <laughs> the Cal's gonna be pissed as hell because UCLA bailed on into the Big Ten, the Big Ten, and and you know this these schools are you know this is like these are sister sister institutions. Um, so yeah, I, I, Cal's gonna come in and they're gonna cover this up. I think UCLA might win, but I think Cal's did they ever go. sort out that calimony thing? I think they're still working on it. I think it's still like the thought is, is that like UCLA is going to owe Cal like a couple million bucks a year, <laughs> which is a shitty precedent if you're like, say Washington or Oregon. But I also think that like politically there, there's a lot more going for Cal and state of California than, than there. I don't know that the political will would exist on, in Washington or Oregon to make that, to make that happen. Yeah. But um, yeah. Okay. Uh, and I think that's all of them except for the Apple Cup, Washington State, and Washington. This game had been on Friday for a handful of years, which I didn't mind. Yeah, I was good with it. Day after Thanksgiving, it was kind of fun. It would be like a national TV game. Yep. We know we're watching a game. You know, it's a. I feel like if you're front in like Missouri or whatever, you're like in your flipping channels. You know, you'd be like, oh fuck yeah, I'll watch this. Yeah. Let never throw the records out the window. You never know. UW 16 and a half point favorites at home looking to go out undefeated season. Doesn't happen very often that you get an undefeated season. This is it. This is it. Well, when you talk about not happening very often, how about never since this has been a 12 team conference by anyone? Yeah, it doesn't happen actually. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a, a, this is a huge thing. If Washington's able to pull this off and it's a, it's a huge accomplishment to be able to say, we ran our nine-game conference schedule, and we ran through it nine and zero. I think they will. Um, WSU had a really good game last week, and their offense got right, you know, a little bit. But I think Washington is going to shut down their shut down their run game, uh, make Cam Ward beat them. Cam Ward's going to go back into checkdown mode, which is not his best mode. Um, and I do think I do think Washington has to get Jalen McMillan going, and I think. The, the offense hasn't been right for a while. Yeah. And, and this is going to be, you're at home. I don't think the weather's supposed to be fucked up. I'm um, checking that right now. Yeah, let's look. Let's see what the weather's been. Uh, Saturday, sunny, 35 and 47. So we're chilling. Uh, 6% chance of rain. It's going to be 45 degrees and sunny. You know, like you got to get right if you're UW's offense going into the, the conference championship game. You got to get Jalen McMillan the ball. You're gonna you're gonna line up a four wide receiver set, having played a whole season of uh, Romo Dunze, Jalen McMillan, Jalen Polk, and Jeremy Bernard, and that is not fair. Um, you got to just roll with those guys. Dylan Johnson's had come on late. I mean, I it just feels to me like UW's got to got to really make a statement here, and and you know, and hopefully they will. Yeah, and one thing that I will say is that like I think I think like this is an opportunity for like. Penix to kind of backdoor his way back into the Heisman conversation in this game. But also I like that he fell out of it. Yes. I actually agree with you there because he's, 
when he tries too hard is when he has bad games. And yep. I think they they just like I said, I I I wouldn't be surprised. Jalen McMillan played more snaps last week. They threw him the ball once, he dropped it. I would be I would not be surprised if this week they get him they get him loose. Um and and try and get him 100 yards. You know, Odunze's in the the finals for the Bolitnikov. Yeah. And he should win that shit. So they you know, they're going to have to give him the, you know, some looks and, and those guys are just bigger and stronger and faster than whoever WSU is going to put on them. So if Penix can deliver the ball, they should be completing the, the ball over the place. Um, and UW should be able to score at will and uh, should be able to run away with this famous last words. Yeah. You never know. I mean, I'll say I was like legitimately worried going into the Oregon state game before Utah. I was like, we're going to beat them. It's fine. Uh, this game also, I think we're going to beat them. It's fine. Uh, I, th- I would like to hope that there's enough uh, people who have been in the program from Peterson to Lake to DeBoer uh, who kind of know that, like, for whatever reason, I talk about this every year. This is like the one game a year where lo- we're like mad at the other team and like are really eager to assert our dominance over them. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, I want to say back in 2000, this that was kind of a similar Washington team, the Rose Bowl year, where they had a lot of close wins. Uh, but then they got to the Apple Cup and did like a 51 to three or something like that. Yep. Yep. 2016 when we made the playoffs, similar story it was like you know little hiccup here or there lost usc or whatever but apple cup's like just a huge get right uh, yeah that's, that's a good point you know and uh the other thing is is that uh the last time this game was played in seattle wsu did the whole Jaden delora plant the flag thing and i see that they've been making a meal out of that uh lots of talk about that um from the players so I like that. I like to see that they. Oh my know. God! I hope there's God. I, one, I hope we win this game, and then I hope somebody in our media group has just has like a four-hour supercut of people talking about how Oregon was the better team when they played us, <laughs> and they make them all sleep in the chapter room and just play it on a loop. All play it on a loop. It's a hard knock life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like on the first play of the game one of our players gets ejected for shanking somebody on Oregon <laughs> they're like Jesus Christ these guys are not screwing they're around today pissed off about this <laughs> these guys are angry about something Yeah. well they have every right to be but they gotta get through this WSU game yep. they've got every right to be angry at them for planting the flag in Husky Stadium last time I hope they're pissed about it and come out and play uh, good football and win and complete. The and purpose. how they put, remember last year they put up like those, like, uh, like, like crowd control barricades around the Cougar logo. Yeah. And nobody was like, nobody wants that shit. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares about your shit. <laughs> back on the fucking bus and going home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why you don't have any money to pay recruits. You're like paying people to do shit like this. Yeah. 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 Take, take whatever that cost and fucking get a linebacker. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we buy a recruit? I don't see why not. I want to say, like, if somebody at, uh, how much money do you think it would take for somebody who's like, like a fringe depth person at like a non power five school, if we could get them to stop playing football and pledge their allegiance to this podcast? Just get, just get, I've been wondering about that. I've been wondering like when recruiting is going to take that turn because you know, it is, you know, it is Nick Saban is sitting in his office right now talking to some fucking recruit being like, I cannot offer you a spot. 
But what I can offer you is five hundred thousand dollars to not go to Georgia. <laughs> oh and you yeah, go, and you can go get whatever you want to get at a you know go to the Big Twelve and get your go get right there. Go get your nice big NIL package. Go to go Oklahoma State or whoever. We'll we'll kick in five hundred thousand bucks on top of it. Yeah. Just don't go to Georgia. That's because that's the evolution. That's where it's going. They're going to start paying. Be like, I can only pay so many guys to come here. That's the that's the NCAA hamstringing me, son. Because I want to bring you in. But what I can do is I can pay you a significantly larger sum of money than most schools can to just go attend a different university than the one I don't want yet. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So we could probably do that. Like we could probably call up some guy and be like, how much you getting? Yeah. And then like put our, pull our chips and then, and then, you know, pay him to go somewhere else. Be like, I can't believe that guy wound up at Vanderbilt. The hell did he end up at Vanderbilt? And we'll be like, that was all us. We did that. Yeah. We're big wheeler dealers, dude. Yeah. We started small. We're like yeah. wildcat uh, boosters. Yeah. You know, we're just sending guys down to the Vanderbilt and they'll be like, we're going to get to the point where we're going to call down to the, the main office and be like, I'd like to speak to the coach, please. And they'll be like, what? They'll be like, we got to recruit for him. He's a California guy. You don't know him. Get, give me the coach. <laughs> He's coming in. <laughs> Eric, what's happening, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> who you got for me? I don't, I don't know who Vanderbilt's culture. It was Derek Mason for a while, but I don't know who it is now. Uh, before we end this podcast, I'm looking up who the Vanderbilt head coach is. Why wouldn't it be uh, Derek Mason? Because he got fired. Clark Leah. No. What? Clark? Clark Leah. Lee. Lee. I read that as Leah. <laughs> it looks like Leah, but I can't be saying it like that. This guy's not a coach. His picture, he's wearing a UCLA shirt. He began his career as a graduate assistant under Carl Durrell. Says, oh, this guy's from the Carl Durrell tree. <laughs> That's not the tree you want to be from. <laughs> I saw a TikTok actually today where uh, somebody was saying that uh, the reason why they're never going to kick Vanderbilt out of the SEC is because uh, they're a private school and that allows everybody else to like uh, keep it tight on FOIA requests. <laughs> Like, that's the value they're providing. Clark Leah. What on earth? Nine and 26 record at Vanderbilt. That's about right. Guy's younger than us, by the way. <laughs> he was two and 10 in his first year. Yeah. Younger than, yeah. younger than both of us. That's a, that's a shame. Oh, that's, he's not the only one. You know what I mean? I know. I know. <laughs> Jonathan Smith, I think. These guys are around. Is he younger than us? Close. I know Lanning is for sure. Oh, very much so. I feel like Smith is... Oh, no, he's exactly one year older than me. He... Oh, yeah. Is he sure your birthday? Uh, One day off. One day off. That's right. You're 90. Uh, Yeah. He was born... Same year I was born. All right. Well... I could do this all day, but we're going to stop for now. Uh, So next week, we'll be talking about Apple Cup and preview and Pac-12 title game, which Washington clinched by virtue of their win over Oregon State. I don't think we talked about that. Yeah, Washington's going to be there, for sure. Yeah. I've got a hilarious itinerary set up to get there. <laughs> but I'm going to try and go. I love it. All right. Uh, go Docs. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next week.